This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, fellow investors, and welcome to Invest Talk. This is our Thursday, June 25th, 2020 edition of Invest Talk. And I thank you all for tuning in on this fine day. Uh, it's, it's still a lot going on, it's still a lot of cross currents in the markets from obviously the pandemic. Uh, you have an election season that's starting to ramp up here, uh, and you have stimulus coming out of Washington and really governments throughout the world. So your job is to know whether you should buy the dips or you should lighten up your positions or should you change your investment strategy as a whole. Just like in politics today, a lot of people try to take one side or the other. They should all in or all out. Uh, and just like most things, there's probably a place in the middle that is more a sense of reality of what you should and shouldn't be doing. Now, the first goal for you as an investor is define your objectives, your goals. And then in this time of uncertain waters, you need to be able to navigate that effectively in accordance to your particular risk tolerance. Now today on this program, I'm going to do my best to give you unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. We're going to talk about strategies, current events. Uh, we're going to answer a lot of questions on individual stocks, but I always try to broaden them out as much as possible to help everyone kind of learn about how to analyze a company, an industry, what the risks and rewards are of a particular type of position. So that's what we're going to do today. So your calls are needed, 888 chart We're here and ready to answer your questions, and I'm Justin Klein. And here on Invest Talk and at my company, KPP Financial, based in Irvine, California, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success, which means Steve and I are different than other investment advisors. We are dedicated to unbiased guidance, and we also practice parallel investing, meaning our investments right alongside our clients. So just wanted to set that up for you today, and I'm ready to take your calls. Now, if you want to reach out to us at our Irvine, California offices, you can set up a Skype, Jive meeting call, telephone call. Uh, I did a few of these today, free, no obligation portfolio reviews. You can, uh, Steve did a couple as well. So uh, we're pretty busy now with so much going on uh, in the markets and the economy, and it's important now more than ever to get your ducks in a row. So I encourage you to reach out to us at investtalk.com if you would like to get in touch. Now, my main talking point today concerns the story that the U.S. economy is expected to contract by 8% this year, and the IMF is cautioning that its forecasts are surrounded by a lot of uncertainty, and we know that. And on top of that, they're warning on soaring debt levels, and I'm going to touch on what that means and I relate this also to uh, my alma mater, Chapman University. They put out a 
biannual economic forecast. And that came out to, when, when was that? Was it the day before last? I think it was the day before yesterday. And they went over a few important aspects of the economy, but most important was inflation. How does the recent money printing, M2 growth, affect inflation and when you should you expect inflation to start to rear its ugly head so we're going to touch on that as well so that's on my docket today as well as a few other things touch on mortgage rates and the current state of the mortgage market how hard is it to refinance and and buy a home and what is the what are the effects going to be short and medium term also annuities are annuities what are the pros and cons of annuities? Everything has a pro and a con, and we're going to touch a little bit on what those might be and how to think about annuities in context to other opportunities that are out there. And lastly, if we have time, I want to touch on Wirecard. This is the collapse of the fintech company in Germany, and this is pretty big for Germany. There's not a lot of frauds in history of the German economy because they're pretty they're pretty disciplined but wirecard wirecard excuse me basically is collapsing they file for insolvency which is basically bankruptcy and i think that'll be an interesting topic as well now let's look at the markets today after a pretty solid down day yesterday you had a, a decent bounce back, giving uh, back about a third, I would say. I got about a third of the loss from yesterday. S&P uh, up about 33 points. You had the NASDAQ up about 107 points. And the, let's see what the Dow did. I don't usually like the Dow, but yeah, about, about 300 points on the Dow. But overall, it was, we hit support. We hit support. We're still kind of fighting that battle here. Uh, on the NYSE and the other indexes of some uh, major support or, or yeah resistance, excuse me, that we we have now because it was sorry support now, but it was resistance right when you rally up to an area and then you break through it, it broke through the resistance. Now are retesting that, and that could be very positive or it could be very negative, which uh, we're probably going to find this out the resolution to it over the next week or so. Uh, if you watch my video on Friday on YouTube, our YouTube channel, you will understand what I mean by that. Now, as regular listeners know, I make it a practice to get as many caller questions in as possible each show. So let's get to our voice bank now. This question came in earlier on our Anytime Listener line at 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen, Justin. This is Bryce out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I just had a question about Digital Ally, ticker symbol DGLY. It's a body cam company, so I don't know what's going on with that. don't know too much about the sector, but I see there might be an opportunity, and I'd like you all to get back to me. Thank you. Bye. Digital Ally. Digital Ally does make body cams, and the reason is because of, the, the obviously, the George Floyd video and the social unrest that's happening now, and you, it's been going up because of that. And technically, it looks solid. Uh, it's retraced after a big, big surge. 
$83 million market cap. However, their sales last quarter was only $2.4 million. They lose money. This is completely a narrative. Uh, completely a narrative. That's all it is. Uh, and there's nothing really that you can uh, see here uh, that would tell me that this is an investable opportunity. It's just simply uh, based on the recent narrative around more maybe police body cams. That's the only thing I can think of, but I would uh, I would pass on it from an investment standpoint, but from a chart standpoint, if you're looking for a trade, it actually is retraced to some pretty good support, but it is extremely high risk. Now you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. We have started summer and no doubt people across the country are ready to get back out there, right? get to the beaches in the sun where it's shown that the coronavirus doesn't spread quite as fast, but does that mean the economy is going to get back on its feet completely? We're going to discuss that here in a little bit. And I want to talk about whatever's on your mind, and your participation is as important as ever. So we're taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk, the daily market news and analysis program dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. And if you've been following the market swings, you understand how important it is to have Steve and Justin's unbiased guidance. Right now, you can get your questions answered live. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, my name is Alex. I was just curious. I'm kind of a beginner investor, probably one of the types that you hate because uh, I'm a Robinhood investor. But I was just curious, what is the difference between making your portfolio look like an ETF rather than investing in an ETF myself? To me, it's just a little confusing. I just want to get to know uh, the difference between an ETF and then the portfolio for ETF. Thank you very much. Bye. Now, I have to start off. I don't hate Robin investors or new investors. I just don't like the Robinhood platform. I think that and a lot of people new investors that are investing on Robinhood are, are making rookie mistakes. But that's, uh, that's part of the process here. Uh, for the most, most part, just like anything in life, you have to learn the hard way. Uh, and uh, it's, it, in times like these, I, I think a lot of uh, Robinhood investors will learn the hard way. So um, I don't hate Robinhood investors. I just uh, I see it for what it is, which is new, our new investors that are wanting to get in and make trades quickly and easily. So don't think I I, I hate uh, the Robinhood uh, group. It's just uh, it's just more interesting than anything. Now, how to make your portfolio look like an ETF? Well, what you can do is buy positions in all of these all the companies within that particular ETF. So the S&P 500 though, you would need to go out and buy 500 different companies at the same percentage as being as, as the weighting is within the S&P 500. So you could technically do that with enough money, right? However, to get it exact, you would probably need to buy fractional shares, which I know some of the platforms you can do. I'm not sure if you can do that on Robinhood or not. But it's something that you could do, but then you need to rebalance it, right? And that is a process. So for me, I, I definitely wouldn't go about it that way, especially because index funds are so cheap. It's not really worth it for you to bypass the, you know, 
handful of basis points that you would pay by owning the the ETF. So that's that's my thought process. It's not something that I would hassle with going through, uh, especially because you need to rebalance. It has to rebalance on a consistent basis. 888-99 chart, 888-992-4278 is how you get through and ask your question on today's show. Now the IMF, the IMF has slashed its forecast for global growth to about 5.9% for the full fiscal year 2020. Now that's lower than the 3% they had predicted in April. And more importantly, at least for us, the GDP of the United States is expected to now drop about 8%. And that was down from a 5.9% contraction in April. Now, why we all know why this is happening. I don't think I need to go over that. But what are the variables that could change the trajectory of the economy? Now, first is clearly the length of the pandemic. Are we going to have a resurgence? Are we having a resurgence? If you kind of look at the different states that are having a resurgence, in a lot of ways, they never had a first surge uh, that was very big. So that could definitely uh, be part of it. So how long does that take? Does through the winter months or the fall months uh, bring a resurgence in other areas, uh, right? So that'll be something to watch. Then social distancing. How much will be voluntary? I don't think we're going to go through a forced social uh, forced shutdown, but a lot of people, especially if they are in an area that is a hotspot are going to voluntarily socially distance would which would crimp economic activity and then global supply chain disruptions that's certainly a factor if you have a resurgence in china for example that may be a factor and then labor market dynamics you know how much stimulus uh, unemployment stimulus uh, is the government going to to give now the european economy is expected to shrink 10 percent this year Brazil, 9%, Mexico, 10.5%, South America, 8%. And deficits are expected to soar to roughly 14% of GDP worldwide. That's up from about 4% before the pandemic or at the end of 2019. So new update with new data, right? They're getting more data. IMS getting more data. Uh, and after the break, I'm going to talk about what Chapman thinks and what my takeaways were from their report. Now I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. And before the break, I touched on the IMF forecast for the balance of the year. But I want to touch quickly on... The few takeaways from my alma mater, the Chapman, Chapman University, which is a private university here in Orange County, California, and they have a very accurate financial model. Now, that doesn't mean that this one's going to be correct because uh, there's so many variables that go into this. But what's interesting is that their GDP forecast for the end of the year is only a 3.8% 
drop. Now, that assumes there's no second wave, uh, and certainly that would throw a wrench in it. However, uh, the more interesting takes were number two and three. Number two was inflation, and they touched on inflation and pointed to the Milton Freeman quote, a famous economist, so it's actually the his bust is uh, in front of the Chapman Business School, and his quote is that inflation is everywhere and always a monetary phenomenon, meaning it's about money printing, and we are at levels we have not seen in 100 years on the growth in money supply. Now, what does that mean for inflation? Well, they looked back at different areas of accelerated inflation, accelerated money growth, and more specifically the early and mid-70s. And what they found was that typically there's about a nine-quarter lag between when inflation start or when money printing starts to accelerate dramatically. And in the 70s, it was about in the low to mid-teens, depending on which era, which part of the 70s you're talking about. Right now, we're in the mid-20s. So much, much more uh, monetary creation this time around versus uh, previous. And so what that means you should expect is starting sometime in tw early to mid-2022 is when you'll really see inflation start to pick up. Now, it certainly can happen before that, especially with the amount of money that's been printed, uh, but that was at least their takeaway. And lastly, they also have a presidential model and based completely on the economy, uh, going back to 1960, uh, they're, they look at the, six, the last 16 presidential elections, and they are predicting a 10. Per, this is the only the they only look at the popular vote. So obviously there could be different different factors that go into the uh, electoral college. However, they see Biden winning the popular vote by 10. percent So I thought that was interesting. Let's go to Corey in Ohio looking at Amazon. Hey, Justin. Uh, thanks for the call. I own Amazon at about uh, $1,900. Uh, I'm up, you know, 40 plus percent. I own this in my Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. I'm 32 years old. I, I bought it to be kind of a core long-term holding. Mm -hmm. um, I know that if I tell you the percentage of my portfolio that it now holds, you're going to say it's too high. But my curious is at what point would you sell Amazon and uh, how would, what would your approach be if you were me? Well, technically, it's definitely in an uptrend. Uh, the, the growth side of the market is starting to show me some few signs that uh, it may be teetering, petering out a little bit. Uh, just looking at uh, different metrics, uh, momentum stocks, growth stocks, tech stocks, uh, the, the relative strength recently is starting to, to change, which might tell me that uh, it might be a decent time to lighten up on some of these growth names. And so I think this is a decent time. I, you could also use a, a trailing stop, right, to see exactly, uh, get, give it a little more room to gyrate, which is certainly fine. Um, so those are the two approaches that I would, I would just say lighten up right now, get back down to something that's more reasonable, uh, hopefully under 10% of your overall portfolio, uh, probably lower than that, but, uh, that's the way I would look at it. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Corey. We have about 30 minutes left in the show. So I urge you to get your calls in sooner rather than later at 888-99-CHART. Now, with regards to how the quarantine orders affect a huge 
portion of the population, 57 million people in America are self-employed. That means fully one-third of our workforce will not be getting government unemployment checks. But there is something called PUA, which is the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. And so when you're looking at headline numbers for the jobs numbers, which came out today, and it showed, what, one and a half million initial jobless claims, et cetera, it's not talking about PUA. There's actually about 700,000 additional PUA uh, claims. And these are people that are your standard 1099ers, right? Those people like hairdressers who can't cut hair. Uh, you know, a lot of people on the service side that run their own, in a lot of ways, small business. And they're unable to work because of the shutdowns, or at least work. And so that was a big reason why PUA was created. So, you know, this is definitely a time where the economic data certainly needs a lot of context, uh, especially in relation to government programs, right? Because the government programs can be pretty massive when it comes to affecting the economy and skewing the numbers, right? Because you know you have so many people unemployed, but a lot of those people are making more money now. What's going to happen at the end of Ju July when it rolls off? What happens with uh, the next stimulus plan, which needs to be done by the end of July? And I think that is the most important factor to understand where the economy and thus the market is headed for the balance of the year. Now, on the next Invest Talk, Steve, we will have a story based on this. There is now a work from home ETF. Could this new investing thesis be effective? I'm Justin Klein, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. At the start of each new day, we are presented with opportunities, the chance to learn better ways of doing things, the prospect for establishing stronger business connections. But as you go about your daily routine, there's one task, one challenge you should not put off the need to plan for and work toward achieving financial freedom. That point in the future when your money, your assets are working for you while you work only if you want to. Getting from here to there to your idea of financial freedom is possible. However, serious investors eventually recognize that unless they can afford to devote the time and efforts required to thoroughly understand market dynamics, to properly balance, optimize, and maintain their portfolios, expert guidance will be essential. The moment that spark of reality hits, you will want to consult with Steve Peasley and Justin Klein of KPP Financial in Irvine, California. KPP Financial consultations are unbiased, offered without cost or obligation, and designed to help guide individuals toward their ultimate financial objectives. The next highly beneficial step for your investing future can start when you reach out to Steve or Justin via Skype, a phone call, or a quick message through investtalk.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Justin Klein is here. And if you've been watching the news and market volatility, you're going to have finance and investment questions. The phone lines are open, and Justin is taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hey, guys. 
I'm a newer investor, and in the book I'm reading, written by Benjamin Graham, he really just focuses on value investing, and that's kind of the foundation that I've been trying to lay down the last several months. However, the volatility in the market resembles a lot of just momentum buying, and one of the points that Graham makes is that the market will often tend to eventually resemble its actual value price. So if you value a stock that's cheap, eventually it will go up, or on the opposite, if it's overpriced, it will eventually go down. However, with all this momentum buying, a lot of stocks are largely, largely overpriced. My question is, well, do you think eventually things will start to level out, tend to actually resemble their prices, or could this be a long-term momentum buying with people using Robinhood and trying to invest for themselves? Thank you. Yes, the market will return to its what it's supposed to, which is efficiently allocating capital. Uh, in this market, the, the, the Fed has manipulated the cost of capital, cost of money, uh, and interest and interest rates, obviously. And they are trying to keep asset prices up. It's a, it's, in a ways, it's part of our national security, right? Because the, the, they need the market to stay up. So people pay capital gains tax and that helps the deficits and they don't have to print as much, but you're, you know, they kind of blow, they've blown it out right now. So, but eventually we will get back to a normal market. Now, when exactly that is, I think that uh, when we get through this crisis period, you know, I talked about the book Fourth Turning, and I think the next five years are uh, uh, the culmination of this crisis period that will bring a lot of change. Now, how much change is there to our money, uh, our central bank, uh, to the political system? It's yet to be seen, but I think there's going to be some big changes, and then if, then then we'll get back to a normal market. In the meantime. There's, there's a lot that is up in the air. And, but we do know that these periods have happened before, right? 1999, you had a lot of high school kids, college kids, trading stocks. You know, I was in high school at that time, maybe a little past high school. But I remember then a lot of young people really just getting caught up in the hysteria of, of tech stocks. And luckily I had my grandfather kind of keeping me down to earth and teaching me some lessons. And I think those Robin investors today are going to be taught a lot of lessons over the next few years. So stick with your value investing approach. It will work, especially after a long period of time where it's not worked, it will start working again, especially if inflation starts to pick up. Let's go to Rakit in Kansas City looking at Qualcomm. Hi, Justin. Thanks for taking my call. Hey. No problem. So, so um, you're looking at Qualcomm. Are you Qualcomm. looking to buy uh, it or do you own it? I want to get in this one uh, for a long-term play. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it looks like the company has good fundamentals, except I see the debt levels are um, a bit higher. But what do you think? Uh, like a good price to get in, or is it debt uh, something that we need to be concerned with? 
Uh, I don't think their debt levels are high at all. About a $16 billion in long-term debt on a $100 billion market cap. They do almost a billion dollars in free cash flow per quarter. I, I see zero problem with their balance sheet. So that is absolutely not an issue that uh, I would be worried about. With Qualcomm, I'd be more worried about the decline in handset sales. And that's what I would be worried about. But to me, if this gets back down into the 60s, I would start buying it. I think this is a great company. Uh, certainly a little overvalued today, but not too much. Uh, so I would say in the 60s, I would be a big buyer of Qualcomm. But don't worry about the balance sheet. They're, they're just fine, especially with their, their, their level of cash flow and profits. They can sail right through that debt. Thanks for the call. 888-99 chart, 888-992-4278. Now let's touch quickly on the mortgage market. 30-year mortgage rate is now average 3.13%. Unchanged from last week, and the 15-year mortgage is at 2.59%. And what's interesting is a lot of people are trying to cash out, cash out refinancing, but they're having trouble. They're having trouble. Banks are tightening lending standards. So while rates are low, and it may seem like you know prices, housing prices are staying up, I think it's going to change. I think the housing prices staying elevated are going to change probably by year end because more people are going to put inventory on. And the fact that banks are not lending as loosely as they were before and they're demanding much higher down payments and credit scores, that is going to mean a lot of buyers are locked out of the market. Those new home buyers that maybe have sub 700 credit scores, that's that's where the, the biggest pain will be. And then your, your, your wealthy on the high end are going to be more patient, I believe, uh, especially with the uncertainty and a lot of them are business owners, et cetera. So it's difficult to tap your equity. You probably should if you need a, if you need some sort of safety emergency fund, it's a good environment to do that, but you need to have Solid equity and a solid job and a very good credit score. And even though buyers are motivated because of those low interest rates, the reduced credit availability, fewer homes, and higher prices are going to really weigh on the market, I think, uh, in the very short term. But that's the long and short of the housing market right now. Now you're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. Yes, the economy is reopening in phases, but the clock is ticking in the calendar continues to advance, and that means you're going to be closer to retirement, right? Can't stop the train, as John Mayer said. We're all getting older at the same pace. So you need to, especially in times like this, optimize your portfolio for the volatility that's to come, right? I just talked about inflation. How are you going to handle inflation? It's a different environment. I've talked about this. This is going, we're going into a very, very different environment than you've seen in decades. So I encourage you to reach out to myself or Steve Peasley at our KP Financial offices in Irvine, California. We can help you understand what that inflationary environment is going to mean for you. 
whether you're a conservative investor, maybe edging closer to retirement or in retirement, or a young, you're a younger investor, either one. You want to achieve financial freedom and you want to be able to manage the risk, and especially the inflation risk that is coming down the line. So if you want to start a no-cost portfolio review consultation, you can head over to investtalk.com and send me a message. But now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your finance and investment questions. We're taking your calls live at 888 chart You are listening to Invest Talk. We have good news. Steve and Justin have recorded an all-new Rapid Fire Hour. It's a free podcast download, and you'll hear answers to 30 caller questions. You still get unbiased answers, but the show moves along at a faster pace. You can find it now for free at investtalk.com, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Search Invest Talk June Bonus Show. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls. The Anytime Listener line is open, 888-99-CHART. Let's go to George in Washington, looking at HireQuest. HQI is the symbol. Yeah, HQY. It's uh, health equity. Oh, gotcha. Never mind. I got the. I was. Sorry it was relayed to me incorrectly. Health equity HQY. They provide tech-enabled platforms where consumers can access and manage their tax-advantaged healthcare savings account. Okay. So this one's interesting. Well, do you own it? Are you looking to buy it? Oh, uh, I'm looking to buy it. I'm looking for a little bit better entry point, but um, maybe I buy some right now and then I'll buy maybe with retreats a little bit more. Okay, well I this mean, is a... a same time, pretty decent, their cash flow and their financials are reasonably good, I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, well they're they're growing nicely, earnings are, except for earnings, earnings last quarter actually flat year over year. I'm assuming that has something to do with layoffs, would that be correct? Their business is really served to the companies uh, mm-hmm. to manage their uh, um, health uh, health saving accounts. Yeah. And so if they got I laid off, that, you know, we'll get, yeah, the layoffs will definitely impact it because they will bring less money. But it's also they invest their money into the market, so mm-hmm. it really depends how they play the market, and that creates the profits. Yeah, I, I, I like the space because I think the HSA plans are going to become more uh, important unless you get, uh, I'm just thinking out loud here, you get uh, Biden in the White House and does he push try to push through a single payer uh, plan? You know, how does the healthcare industry evolve in relation to that and how does the HSA evolve in relation to that? I think that would be uh, interesting. Now, it's a $4.4 billion market cap. And their cash, they do have their cash flow positive. It's just very expensive. Enterprise value to EBA is forty-seven. That's that's pretty uh, expensive in, in my book. So, and technically, if I'm looking at the chart, you're making lower highs and lower lows here. Uh, to me, this just on the weekly chart is a bear flag and likely to break lower here. So. I would need a much better, much cheaper valuation. Uh, down around 30, I would it would get interesting to me. But uh, right now, on the monthly and weekly charts, it looks pretty poor, uh, and the valuation is pretty stretched still, even after it's come down. So, and you're in a time when uh, you know their their earnings are flattening out, and that would worry me as well. So, keep on your watch list. I think I like 
the the space that it's in. I, I like the the thought process there, but it's just way too expensive for my book right now. Let's go to Jane in San Francisco looking at VTV, which is Va the Vanguard Value ETF. Yes. Hi, Justin. How are you? I'm doing Thank well. Thank you for You're taking my at... call. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Are you looking to maybe invest a little bit into the value side of the market? Yes, and I I would like your thoughts on that. And if it's good okay. to invest, what would be a good entry price? Well, this... This is more about when you, when you're looking at a value ETF like this, you're you're just indexing, right? You're indexing to the value side of the market, and you uh -huh. are trying. You're looking at this more long term, right? Because the market goes down, this is going to go down. Right? It's exposed to a lot of different stocks. It has a huge portfolio of tons of different names. And so it's going mm -hmm. to tend to move up and down with the overall market. Now, what your play here would be if you wanted to purchase this is saying, I think value is going to now outperform in the future for X, Y, and Z. And I can give you some reasons why. Um, but if you're looking to, you know, for something to go up, you're going to need the market to go up as well. So this is more of a relative outperformance mechanism saying, okay, I think value is going to outperform. So I think it'll do better than the overall market or better than the overall say growth side of the market. Cause that area is way too overvalued. Maybe inflation is going to pick up and then growth st or value stocks are going to do better. You know, that's what well, that would have to be your thesis here. Um, so I, you know, I like that you're looking on the value side. Um, but you know, this is an index of fund at the end of the day, Vanguard. And if the market goes down, this will go down as well. Thanks for the call, Jane. Now, the price of gold keeps climbing higher. Over the past week, global investors have largely shrugged off any concerns of the fresh pocket of coronavirus infections, but they continue to put money in gold, which is uh, quite interesting. And this goes back to the inflation part. Price of gold has climbed to 17 $176 per ounce. That's the highest level in nearly eight years. Uh, now, if you look at gold in relation to all other fiat currencies that are out there, it actually has broken out to all-time highs. And I do think the dollar is ready to roll over, right? The relative easing that we have created by the Fed, you know, printing trillions of dollars, that has now put us in a situation where I think the dollar is going to fall and that's going to start the process of inflation picking up. That's why I think gold definitely crosses 1800 this year and it's already up around 16% since the start of the year. And you know that I've been saying everybody needs to have allocation of gold in their portfolio right now. It's a must. In this environment with monetary debasement, inflation likely picking up, uncertainty both uh, surrounding the coronavirus, but also politically, geopolitically, it's, you know, it's, it's done wonders for us for this year. And I think it's, once again, it's going to be the asset to own in this 
decade. Truly believe that. This is Invest Talk. I'm Justin Klein. We have one goal here and to help you achieve your own particular version of financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. So get your questions in now at 888 chart Are there special rules when you're investing in growth stocks? Or what's your question? Why not ask it right now at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. just wanted to know your opinion on IVR, Investco Mortgage Capital. They're really low. I'm putting them on a long hold. I was wondering your opinion on that. What do you guys think? Got some pretty good positions on it. Thank you very much. Invesco Mortgage Capital chasing that dividend. Sixty. Uh, if you look backwards, it has a giant dividend, sixty-two percent. However, if you look forward, because they've cut their dividend, it's now two percent. Just goes to show you, it's not about the level of dividend that a company is paying. It's about the sustainability and the growth of that dividend. I've talked about this all the time. I I don't know how many times I need to hammer it home. It is very important for you to understand. Stop only looking at the dividend payment that a company is paying out. It is one factor, and frankly, it is far down the list of factors that are important when it comes to making any investment, okay? So this is a, a mortgage REIT. I don't know the level of risk within their portfolio of mortgages, so I'd have to look into that. But the fact that it's trading at $3.91 and it was trading down around 2 bucks, it looks pretty anemic to me. So I would absolutely pass on IVR. Thanks for the call. Last thing I want to touch quickly on annuities. Uh, I, we don't talk about a whole lot. Steve was in the insurance industry, never sold annuities, but he, you know, he worked kind of on the back end, so he kind of knows how how these things work. And annuities are like anything else. There's a range of of options and pros and cons. From low fee, simple annuities that just pay you a stream of income, to ones that are very expensive and highly complex. And this means that there's a wide variation in that complexity. Fees tend to be very opaque. Uh, there's surrender charges, so liquidity is very difficult. And it's oftentimes these, remember, the annuities are almost always sold to you. They're not bought. And that is a problem. So advisors are and, and a commission are, are looking after commissions. And that's one reason why you're trying to get some regulation around the industry is to get rid of these insurance salespeople that tout themselves as advisors, which they're just there to pitch a, a product. Okay. So the results are that some investors could benefit from an immediate annuity, right? An income annuity for life that can make sense. But you have to look at the pros and cons. Now, let's look at guaranteed life income. 
Well, your Social Security is already giving you guaranteed life income. So do you really need more? Maybe, but something to think about. Now, the next is guaranteeing against losses. That's a big, a big sales point. And it might be one of the most compelling sales points. And the fact that you're never going to outlive the money. Now, one thing people don't realize is that they might be getting a nice 5 6% yield on their, their money. But when they die, there's no money left. So if you want to leave money to the heirs, guess what? No money left. It's now the insurance companies. And then it, what if you need money? What if you need access to that money during the rest of your life for medical bills or you want to help your grandkid go to college or your kids buy a home, whatever it is, you can have access. You're getting what the insurance company is going to give you. Now, the variable annuities are the ones that typically have high costs, oftentimes as high as 2.5% annually. And with equity, these are equity indexed annuities, and they guarantee against losses but that typically means you're capped on your gains. So your growth is going to be diminished. And that is the, one of the biggest issues. So high fees and a cap on your potential upside. And we know that with equity markets, that is very important is to capture that big upside from time to time. I'm Justin Klein. That completes another Invest Talk program. I'll return on Monday and Steve Peasy will be here tomorrow with highlights from the newest KPP Premium Newsletter. Now, in the meantime, please remember to download our new June Rapid Fire Hour bonus podcast. It is free and you can get it right now over at investtalk.com. Good night. From Sunrise. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.